0: having clarity on when to say yes and when to say no at work is probably one of the most underrated things that can completely change the way that you experience work. It really allows you to take your power back. It helps you to set boundaries, and it really helps you to take control of your time. And there's so many different things that will bid for your attention. And in this episode I want to help you create a criteria for saying yes and saying no to things so you can have clarity on what you should move forward with. Now, before we get into the episode, I have to say this. Of course, with anything, any kind of advice that you hear anywhere, not just here, always exercise your judgment. You know what's best for you in your career and your organization, and there's no advice out there that really is cookie cutter. And I want to say this, that this is just inspiration. These are things for you to think about, and these are things and maybe ideas hopefully to get you started so you can start taking control and having clarity on what you should be saying yes and no to at your work. Now, if you listen to this episode and you're like, you know what, I want to create a criteria for myself, but I don't know where to get started. I want to encourage you, even with these questions that I share, come up with your own. And maybe if you have a little fear or you're unsure about what you can say yes and no to, come up with a criteria, create an interactive process with your leader to ensure that you are saying yes to the right things, right? That you are in an agreement with what you should be saying yes and no to. But this is something if you can do on your own or you can work with your leader to make sure that you are in agreement. But there is clarity that you can't say yes to everything <laughs> and you want to get clarity on what you should be saying yes to and what you should be saying no to so you can take control of your work. I can't wait to share this episode with y'all friends. All right, let's get into it. Hey friends, it's Sonia Holmes here, and you're listening to the Own Your Work podcast, where I bring you some inspiration and actionable steps to help you create your best work life yet. Now, you might be asking Sonia, well, what's my best work life? Well, friend, that's one that actually works for you. And let's be real, you know when it's not working. All right. So in our last episode, friends, we talked about breaking the cycle of under earning and we we addressed some very common beliefs and misconceptions and things that we were taught, you know, that was given to us, probably a lot of us by default Um, and some things that we have to unlearn in order to really create the career and the impact that we need in order for us to really start earning The money that, you know, our work deserves. (laughs) So, we talked about a a couple different ideas and some things that we needed to unlearn. But in this episode, I want to talk about one of them and dive in a little bit deeper and help you with that one idea a little bit more. So, that first um, idea that we talked about was doing good work. Right. That's one of these these ideas that we were taught that doing good work, if you do good work, you will get noticed that will lead to the position or the money and all the things that um, that you want and desire when it comes to work. And that's not so. And we talked about how we have to unlearn that and start being more strategic and thoughtful about our career and start asking ourselves, okay, what is the right work? Because the good work, that's the goals. That's, you know, the day to day, the, the, what's expected (laughs) for you to, you know, meet the bar in that role, right? That's good work, right? But then the right work is the things That you do that are high impact that lasts even beyond your time at that company, it's it makes an impact. It brings value, and you actually understand it, and you're able to articulate it. But they're usually high impact, high visibility work um, that you're that you're doing. These sometimes come in the form of certain kind of projects as well too, but. With that topic and with that idea, I wanted to dig into this a little bit more because what happens, <laughs> and I and I can say this from personal experience as well, too, what happens in our journey, in our pursuit to start doing the right work, a lot of great opportunities start coming your way. And because you're already doing good work, people start reaching out to you to work on some projects because they know of your work, your work ethic, and they want you to be a part of it, or they know about your expertise. And it sounds like it's something good, right? Like, hey, this is an opportunity, right? But I want us to think a little more strategically because you don't have to say yes to every project that comes to your desk. So I want to help you in this episode really dig into, okay, we know that doing good work isn't enough, right? It's doing the right work. But as these opportunities start coming to your way and you start seeing all these different opportunities for you to be a part of, I want you to start thinking about, okay, what should I be saying yes to? Because what happens sometimes is that if we're saying yes to everything, we can have a lot of activity going on and it can compromise the actual value that you're bringing or we can have a lot of activity, but not really making an impact. And it's better to have less activity and more impact than vice versa. So I really wanna encourage you to start thinking about high impact work and I wanna help you do this without leading yourself to burnout, thinking that you have to work all these extra hours and all these different things. And, you know, because stretch goals and growth projects, (laughs) they don't have to spread you thin and they don't have to burn you out. And I think what happens and what I see in the field a lot is that when people are trying to get ahead in their career, it can lead to burnout because they're saying yes to everything. They think they have to raise their hand to everything. And I want you to be more strategic about your yes. I want you to really protect your yes. And I want you to be strategic about what you say no to. So in this episode, I guess we might call this, I don't know yet, but we might call this test your yes. I wanna help you come up with a criteria for you to test your yes, for you to figure out what is going to get a yes for you. This is how you qualify these projects that come across your desk to see if it's something that you should say yes to, if you should strongly consider it, and if you should move forward with, okay? So I'm going to share some of the things that, um, the questions that I think about Right, And let me just be clear too, this is an area as well that I'm working on and I'm always <laughs> working on to get better because by default, I'm a people pleaser. And when someone thinks about me for an opportunity, I get really excited and I'm happy and I, I just want to help. So I my default has been always to say yes. And I had to unlearn that default and try to make my default the no, unless it fits in certain criteria. So anyways, these questions, that, again, that I'm sharing with you, it's not an exhaustive list and it's not even something that I say, hey, take this and use it as your own. You can, um, maybe this might inspire you, but I really want you to just be thoughtful in what you're saying yes to. So these are examples to inspire you and to get you thinking about what should be the criteria or the framework for my yes. Okay? Your yes is so valuable. So I want you to test your yes before you start moving forward and be all stressed. Okay. Y'all, I, sometimes I get a little carried away with my my rhymes and stuff. <laughs> all right. So the very first question that I think about when I'm testing my yes or if it's a project that I should, you know, consider, for me this first question is like a non-starter, right? And this is do I have the bandwidth? And or could I easily reprioritize my current load to make this work within my working hours? Now, I actually keep that in there within my working hours. Now, you may say like, I can take that part out because I don't mind going over, you know, or working, you know, weekends and things like that. For me in the season that I'm in, and I've been there where I didn't have that in, (laughs) in my like criteria, um, and what that led to for me sometimes is resentment or feeling burnt out, um, stretched and um, just spread too thin. So I I've tweaked my question and I have that in there now just to make sure that I'm thinking about my workday, you know, and my workload and my capacity. Right. So, again, that question is, do I have the bandwidth and or could easily reprioritize my current workload to make this work within my working hours? Right. And if the answer is no, it usually unless, this, if, you know, this is expected of me um, and, you know, that's where you need to really dig in with your, you know, with your leader, things like that. And sometimes you can shift some things and reprioritize and, but you, I want you to encourage you to own your no, right? There's, I think sometimes we think we have to say yes to everything. And that's really not the case. So really have an interactive conversation and find out, is this something that truly is expected and that of me in this role or is this something that I have the autonomy or, you know, I'm I'm able to actually make that decision? So I want you to think about that. But for me, that's usually the first question that I'm asking myself. And if it's a no, then it's usually a non-starter and I don't progress to the rest of the questions. (laughs) Um, So if if it is a yes, though, then the next question or the next follow-up question that's a good one to ask is, okay, how am I doing Like, how am I doing as well, too, when you're thinking about your capacity? Like, how are you doing with your immediate productivity goals and the goals that the things that are already required of you? Like, how are you doing with that as well? Before you start taking on extracurricular things and extra projects, like, how are you with meeting the goals that are already in front of you? Okay, okay. But again, if you don't have the capacity, in most cases, it probably should be a no, a non-starter, and you just stop right there. But if you have the yes, then the next question that I usually like to ask or I recommend is, is this aligned with my personal, my team, or my organization's goals or current initiatives? Now, if it's a no and it's something that was brought to you or something that you're still kind of interested in, then... I would say if not, you might want to ask yourself, why is this important and who will this benefit and how will this benefit them? Right. So for an example, um, you could even have an opportunity to, you know, work on a, a special certification and maybe it's something that's not needed in your role. Maybe it's something that's not expected of you in your role. Right. And so again, it's, it's not meeting some of those things, right? It's not, it doesn't meet that first question. It's not aligned with the goal. It's not your current organization goal or initiative, right? But you realize that this can actually benefit me because if I get this certification, then I would be able to X, Y, and Z or I can bring this back to the team. Or I see that there's a gap and if me getting the certification can help me to get a deeper understanding of, you know, X, Y, and Z so that I can do my job better, right? Um, it's like being a tech recruiter and getting a technical certification, even though it's not required for your role, but it helps you to get a better understanding of maybe some of the technical things as you're talking to candidates who are, you know, have a technical background and it gives you that more credibility and it can really benefit you. So I want you to think about it like that, even though it might not always be something that's aligned to a goal or your team organization, your organizational goals or companies' initiatives, you want to start thinking about, okay, if it is still something that's an opportunity, how will this benefit me or the company or my team? Think about that as well. So those are two kind of like questions for you to think about, like two wrapped in one, like part A, part B. All right. The next question or third question that I like to ask myself is about the visibility and the impact. Like, does this project, you know, um have an opportunity for a high visibility and a high impact? Now, sometimes you don't always know the true impact of something until, like, it's been done, right? Sometimes the impact is things that we didn't really expect, but... High visibility and impact typically means that maybe leaders or teams beyond just your team and your first uh, line leader are going to have visibility and experience the benefits of you doing this. Like it's going to impact not just your team, but maybe, you know, um, a couple teams or a, a couple of different organizations within your company, right? Think about that as well, too, because the, the higher like visibility and impact that you can make, it usually is beneficial as well, too. And if you are starting to think very strategic about your time and the work that you're doing so that you can make a greater impact, this is a question that I, I wouldn't skip over. So I highly recommend this. And this might feel a, a way. If you're someone who's used to like, I just want to help, right? You might start to feel like, well, how come I can't just help? Just to help, you can. I've done that in the past. I, there's been a lot of times where I've just helped and taken on projects. And you know, when it didn't benefit me, when it didn't have, um, wasn't going to lead to. Or have an opportunity for high visibility and impact or um, when it wasn't aligned with you know a personal or a team or my organizational goals or initiatives. There were times when I took things on. I did that so many times. But what I want to encourage you to do, and I'm, I'm doing for myself as well, too, in order to be more strategic with your time so you can create your best work life le- yet You have to be strategic with your yes. And if you want to, just be mindful like how this can impact you, how this is going to impact your workload, because sometimes doing while it might feel like, oh, you know, just goodwill, doing these kind of things can lead you to just burnout. So Everything doesn't always have to have high visibility, but really be mindful. I want you to start thinking about high impact. How can you make a bigger impact? And I think once you you start thinking about impact, like that is the thing that you always have that's going to carry with you to interviews, to your next company, all like your ability to identify high impact and make an impact beyond just your current goals. Like that is something that's needed. (laughs) Okay. So I encourage you to keep this pro this um question in there. I think it is a good qualifier. The next question that I think is really important, right, that you're thinking about as you if you're determining if I should say yes or if I should, should say no to this is: is this either an opportunity to skill build, skill sharpen, or skill showcase? Right, and what I mean by that, sometimes it could be a project to learn how to do something that you've never done. That would be a skill building project. You had no experience with this and this is going to allow you to get some experience and start building a skill, right? Then there's some times where you might already have that skill A little bit of it, right? Some experience with it, but you need to sharpen it and get better at it, right? You know that there's an opportunity for you to sharpen and to improve in that particular area. So it could be a skill sharpening project. Those are really good as well too. Or it could be a skill showcase project as well. Now, showcasing means that you already have this skill, you have this experience, but within your current role, you just hadn't had the opportunity to showcase it. And Taking on a project that allows you to showcase a skill that you already have usually is amazing because it's usually a strength. It's something that you do well. And now is it's going to bring you visibility because you're doing something that's already a strength of yours. And now you're just showing them like, hey, look, I already had this skill. I just didn't have the opportunity to showcase it. And you're taking on this and you're you're being able to just show another side of you that maybe your role didn't allow you to show. So I always ask myself about, you know, um, I think about this when I'm trying to figure out if it's something I should take on or not. And then my final question that I recommend that you ask yourself is, does the thought of taking on this project feel more exciting and exhilarating or more draining, right? And that could be even, does this, the thought of this feel energizing, right? When I think about taking on this project, working with this group, contributing and doing all the things, right? Does this like me? Does it energize me? Or when I think about this, do I already get stressed out? <laughs> do I already feel drained, right? <laughs> um, because when you think about that, and if it's a no, and you know that this is going to be an energy drainer, right, this is going to burn you out, then like, look, <laughs> prioritize Your, your mindset, your energy, your wellness as well. Okay. So I encourage you to have that question in there. So those are five questions. And I know some of them had like sub questions as well, but those are really five like main questions that I think are really important when it comes to, when it comes to testing your yes, when it comes to creating your own criteria to, you know, what you say should say yes to and what you should take on in this season. Now, one of the uh, things that you need to know as well, too, and I probably should have mentioned this like before. Right. But I think um you need to know before even starting this process, um the inform- information that you need to make the decision and start to test it. Right. And that really is this question of like how much time commitment is involved and like you know, what? what is the cadence of the meetings? What will be expected of you as well too? um, What's the duration of the project? Is there a start and end time? Is there a deadline for it as well too? So you want to think about those even before you start to go through the criteria, because even like the first question again, like, do you have the bandwidth, right? Again, like you can't really answer that question if you don't know like what the time commitment is. So I think knowing that first, starting with like, how much time commitment is involved. Um, what does that look like? Um, knowing those things first and then going through those five questions will really help you to test your yes. Now, um, I do, of course, we can't talk about, you know, saying yes without saying no. So, um, when you test your yes, there's going to be a time when you might get to it an end and you realize like, no, I don't have the bandwidth or no, this really isn't a good opportunity for me right now. Or there isn't any benefit, you know, um, this isn't benefiting my organization or, you know, this just doesn't make sense for me right now in this moment. And then that leads you to the no, Right. And you have to say no. And saying no, come on, y'all, it's not always easy, especially for someone like me who is a people pleaser, right? who I'm always unlearning that. Like there's so much power though with standing in your no. And I'm practicing it, but I want to share with you how to say no. And I think the my advice when it comes to you've gone through this process and you realize it ain't a fit. The first thing I'd say is, you know, for yourself, acknowledge that they actually thought about you and they're coming to you for a reason. Um, So that's a good thing. Um, But when it comes to saying no, my recommendation and what I'm learning for myself is to keep it simple, but also acknowledge that they thought of you for a reason. And it is an honor and it's a privilege. It's a wonderful thing that they thought about you. So what I'm working on is keep having a very simple no. Now, I know there's a lot of different templates. I've seen templates out there on, you know, how to say no, thank you for the opportunity. I don't think I have the bandwidth or the capacity to be able to take this on and do a great job. Like, I wouldn't recommend going into all that. I really want you to be able to stand in your no and in, in your power of your no. And I also, as I said in the last episode, our language is so important. So I would encourage you to keep it simple and try to avoid saying things, I don't think I can take this on or, you know, I'm unable to do this. Like your no is your decision Own that. You know, you can do it if you want to, but you don't want to, okay? So you don't need to say, I don't think I can, or I can't take this on right now. You don't need to say that. Your language is important and it's powerful. You can take this on, but you're deciding not to because you went through the criteria for yes. You tested your yes, and you know, this isn't a fit. So for me, I think about keeping it simple and I'm still playing with this a little bit. I'm still practicing to be completely honest, but for me, I just want it to be natural, but I also don't want to make excuses and I don't want to take my power away from me. So I just try to keep it real simple. Thanks so much for thinking about me. It sounds like a great opportunity or it sounds like an excited opportunity. However, I'm going to sit this one out. Like, boom, that's it. Like not, I think I need to sit this out I can't commit to this. Like they don't usually need to know all those things. And you can, but you've chosen not to because you're prioritizing your time, your capacity, your wellness. And I wanna encourage you to stand in your power. Keep a simple yes. I remember in one of our episodes I believe it was coach Ali in our episode but she said no is a complete sentence exercise that right if you have to just say no and leave it at that that's <laughs> you can do that as well but for me I like to say you know thanks for thinking of me um sounds like an exciting opportunity however I'm going to sit this one out like that's how I talk y'all <laughs> so um but something along those lines but one that doesn't take the power away from me that doesn't put the decision on some you know powers that be, I I can't right now, or it's not something I think I like, no, no, keep it simple. Thanks for thinking of me. I'm going to pass on this opportunity. Whatever, whatever feels natural and works for you, but I strongly encourage you to keep it simple. And if a whole, you know, lecture or a whole list or monologue is not needed about all the commitments that you already have going on. Don't put that in there unless it's obligated like because you know in a one-on-one with your manager and they want to understand a little bit more about your workload, then you can always do that. But if it's not needed, just give the information that's needed. That's it. Okay? <laughs> own your no. Stand in your no, own your power. Remember your language is very important and own your yes as well too. So I hope that you found this episode a little encouraging, and I hope you um, can really just dive into what doing the right work looks like without being burnt out, like how to set boundaries, how how to test your yes, how to create a criteria for you to say yes to things, right? I hope that this at least gets you started. And you can maybe start coming up with your own questions, right? Maybe four or five questions or criteria that, you know, things have to meet in order for you to say yes. After you come up with that, if it doesn't meet it, friends, own your no and stand in that, okay? All right. Now, I know I didn't mention it. Um, I I mentioned in the last episode, but I really want to encourage you to start thinking about high impact work. And I created a list if you can get it at soniahomes.com forward slash ideas, but it's 21 different um, ideas. They're like growth projects really to help you to start thinking about high impact work, things that you can do beyond your current goals, things that you can do to drive impact and value within your current organization. And of course, they start with, you know, owning what you already do well. So it's a really, really great um just a list that I made. I want to encourage you to grab it um, because there's some good ideas there. So Soniahomes.com forward slash ideas. There's 21 fantastic ideas for you to just start thinking about, you know, growth projects and ideas um, that are high impact to really bring some value to the company that you're at right now. All right, friends. Well, that's about it for today. Again, I hope that you Take this information and create a criteria to test your yes. And remember, until next time, friends, remember, there's so much more to you than the work that you do. Own your work. Don't let work own you. Thanks so much for listening, friends. Until next time. Bye.